Arizona, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. sports leader. Burns and Gambo, the 4 o'clock reset. 4 o'clock reset. Halfway home on this Friday afternoon edition of the Burns and Gambo Show. Mitch, you got a reset button? You want to hit it? I do have a reset button to hit. Royce O'Neal, he's going to bring it every day with his own swag and, you know, coolest guy y'all might meet. His words, not mine. So if you meet him and he's not the coolest guy y'all might meet, I apologize in advance. <laughs> Who introduces themselves as the coolest guy you might meet? Royce O'Neal does. <laughs> Apparently. Okay, I can't All wait right. to have him on the show. But it's official, of course, as of last night. Him and David Roddy are now members of the Phoenix Suns. Will we get to see him take the court tomorrow? Here's O'Neal again today. I think that's the plan. You know, it's first day, so, you know, whatever I got to do, play tomorrow. If I played today, you know, if I could have got here yesterday, I wouldn't play. But, uh, you know, just, you know, whenever I'm called, step up and be ready. Sounds like he's ready to go for the purple and orange. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it against Golden State. One game this weekend, they play the Warriors tomorrow. So we'll probably see Royce O'Neal's debut tomorrow. And then they've got the Kings next week. And then Monty comes back on, on Valentine's Day. Oh, yes. <laughs> How sweet is that going to be? Uh, and then it's the All-Star break. So three games before the break to get Royce O'Neal. Uh, and and to a lesser extent, David kind of in there as well. But yeah, I, I can't, I'm I'm glad that he is eager to get in there and he would have played last night if he could have gotten here soon enough. I think that's everything about this guy. Sounds like he is the perfect addition for what the Suns were looking for. Very excited to see how he fits. Across the NBA, the most notable thing taking place yesterday was the unveiling of the first of three Kobe. Bryant statues. This particular one, him wearing the number eight in the pose that he had following his 81-point performance against the Raptors. There will be two more. One of him wearing number 24. One with his daughter. One with him and Gianna. Yes. I've heard people suggest that it's going to be one of the most sought-after landmarks in Southern California. Is to go be the it, statue? In, in terms of people going to visit it. Mm. That, that it's going to be one of the most sought after. Like, anytime you go visit another city and I want to go see this and I want to go see that, there are people who are suggesting the Kobe Where are the statues going to be? One of them's outside Crypto.com. Are they all going to be outside the arena or are they going to So be- when they did the unveiling, they were in like a private tent. So I'm not sure where exactly the first one's going to go. And then the rest of them, I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I think the I, first if I was one's in the L- If I was in LA, I'd probably seek that out. Would you? Yeah, I kind of like that stuff. I know, you know, one year when I went to London, there was a statue of Winston Churchill, and I wanted to go see that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we went, we took pictures in front of the Winston Churchill statue. I know a lot of people, if they can go to ASU, they want to go in front of the Pat Tillman statue. Sure, sure. That's a big deal to be able to take a picture in front of that statue. I would think the Kobe statue, you know, is a big deal. Yeah. yeah I right. would think that if you're in the area, you'd like to go take a photo with it in Absolutely. front of it. Absolutely. And then the Nuggets beat the Lakers last night. Big game this weekend. Did you sneaking that in under the wire? I had to. Slick, Mitch. Slick. Big game is this weekend. Really quickly, who wins? I don't need a score. I just want who wins. 49ers. Kansas City. Ooh. All right. You guys are split on that one. We've already got a bet on it, so we don't need to make another bet. That's fair. That's fair. Um, Also, as far as it being Super Bowl week, the NFL honors were held last night. Sadly, James Conner could not bring home that golden scepter for angry run of the year. Najee Harris got it. (laughs) It's okay. But there were a lot of surprises among the winners. Miles Garrett taking home Defensive Player of the Year over T.J. Watt. Kevin Stefanski taking home Coach of the Year over D'Amico Ryans by a hair. And then this one, Joe Flacco taking home Comeback Player of the Year over DeMar Hamlin, despite Hamlin having more first-place votes than Flacco did. 
I saw Flacco got a big hug from Lamar Jackson. He kind of put his head on his shoulder. And, did you see that? Yeah. It's a nice little hug. Lamar, two-time MVP. Uh, and then, of course, just... Uh, Will Anderson? Will Anderson, the defensive rookie of the year in the NFL. Oh, that I, trade was justified, huh? Yeah, well, it's fine. For them? It's, it's fine. For them, it was a great trade for them. It worked out very well for them. Cardinals got a first-round pick this year. It's okay. Everything will be okay on that one, but oh my goodness. Yeah. Also a la- announced last night, the Hall of Famers. And there will be some Cardinal Red added. Dwight Freeney, briefly a Cardinal headed to Canton. Great story by Darren Urban yes. on ArizonaCardinals.com about Dwight Freeney and his time for the Cardinals. 11 games, two playoff games after the 2015 season. Small part of his 16-year career. But he came in. He's a guy who had 125 and a half sacks. And he made an impact in his short time with the Cardinals. He had in 11 regular season games, he had eight sacks, nine quarterback hits, three forced fumbles. Nice story by Darren Urban on ArizonaCardinals.com about Wasn't him. He, I agree. It was a good one. Wasn't he the player who got like a half million dollar bonus every single time he got a sack? Yeah. So at the end of the season, it was like, oh, there's another half mil. There was another half mil. There was another old pass rusher they signed, not Terrell Suggs. Was it Abraham? It was John Abraham. John Abraham. Who had a similar type deal, I believe. Yeah, Freeney, he was brief, but he was very productive when he was here. What a Super Bowl with the Colts. Mm-hmm. How about some baseball news? Mark Feinsand of MLB.com putting it out there that the Diamondbacks are looking to compliment Jock Peterson at DH, searching for a right-handed hitter. I'm laughing, though, because of the names that he put out there. Adam Duvall, not laughing about that. Randall Gritchick, not laughing about that. Tommy Pham, which on the surface, great reunion. Except not a great reunion with Jock Peterson on your team now. Yeah, just uh, we'll talk about this a little bit later. Gamba, I know you've tweeted out some information about this, so you should go ahead and share that now about Tommy Pham. But given that they're, they're dust up over fantasy football from a few years ago, it seems highly unlikely. What did, remind me what he did. He slap him? He's, what did he do? So there was a meeting between the Giants and the Reds a couple of years ago, and huddled around. It was Fam with a couple of his Reds teammates and Jock and then Fam went straight for the face. With why? Open why? 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 There was some discrepancy over the usage of the IR slots in their fantasy league. <laughs> and Fam was calling out Jock saying he was stashing a player so who was not playing. Yeah, apparently it escalated. And you thought you got stressed out by fantasy football. Holy crap. But what did Jock Peterson do? Nothing. He didn't retaliate, if that's what you mean. He let him slap him and did nothing back? Yeah. Fam got suspended for it. Yeah, I remember that. I, I remember him getting suspended. I but I didn't really, that. I didn't like. I, so Jock just let him slap him, and that was it. Yeah. Wow. Um, here's what I'm hearing. Tommy okay. Fam is looking for a full-time job, and the D-backs do not have that available. So unless he comes down off of what his requirements are and would be willing to take a part-time role, he is not an option for them because he currently only wants to be a full-time player. I'll just say this real quick. Pitchers and catchers report in about a week. Let's go. There's still a whole bunch of unsigned free agents the out there. The reigning National League Cy Young uh, uh, is still I mean, available. A whole bunch of guys who haven't signed yet. So we'll probably talk about that a little later. Are they all Scott Boris guys? Uh, a lot of them are. Yeah. A lot well, of them speaking are. of Cy Young winners, Corey Kluber, a two-time winner, called it a career today after 13 seasons. Had a brief stint with the Yankees gamble. I don't know if you remember. His yeah, he was terrible. <laughs> he threw a no-hitter. Come he on. Was he was Corey Kluber was. He was great when he was with Cleveland. He, he was, was great. great when he was. He was, great. he was really good. But he didn't. He was. He was not. He was okay for the Indians. He was very good. He was best known for his time with the Indians when he was very good. A surprise in college football today. UCLA is now in need of a head coach because Chip Kelly is taking the Ohio State OC position following Bill O'Brien's departure for Boston College. That's a crazy story. 
He's stepping down as a head coach of a Big Ten program to be the OC of a Big Ten program. Uh, it's I, I'm my mind is actually blown by this story. Trying to figure out why uh, did he think he was on his way out anyway? Did he think he was in trouble? Did he? I, I don't know. But how often do you see a sitting head coach? of a Power 5 program, which is making the move to a conference like the Big Ten, step down so he could be an offensive coordinator for Ohio State? It's a weird, weird story. Weird story. Head coach to a coordinator. Wow. I I, want to know why. Somebody tell me why. We all want to know. Give me the why. Probably thought he was going to get fired in a year. He didn't do a good job in the portal or recruiting. Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I'm going to close... not like I normally would. I'm closing with a Senate bill. Senate Bill 1279, which has passed on the lower level and now it's got its work its way to the desk of Governor Hobbs. The proposal states that the prohibit it would prohibit satanic memorials, statues, altars, or displays, or any other method of representing or honoring Satan on public property in this state. I agree. Which has people wondering. Is Sparky the Sun Devil going to have to get axed as a result of this bill? No. He, the <laughs> Sparky the Sun Devil is not a satanic he's, he's a devil figure. He's not it's a satanic figure. It's a display figure. of public property. It's a, he's not, it's, nobody <laughs> thinks of Sparky. He's a mascot. Nobody's thinking of him as, as, as that being satan, uh, satanic. Uh, that. Like he walks around with a Ouija board trying to... <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can walk into a Target and buy a Ouija board if I wanted to. Um, I've, I've, I've got nothing. I say, to, I say, ban it. I've got nothing to say about this. I, I, I agree. I don't, I don't. I don't know why you've you've tongue tied me on this one, Mitch. I'm not yeah, sure what to say. Bridget about this one. I'm a Christian. I, Get rid of all I, of it. I, I agree. Got, I got nothing. To, I, I support it. I don't know what to say about it. I mean, technically, Sparky is a devil. I was reading an op-ed yesterday in um, AZ Central. Uh, Katie Hobbs is a Arizona State alum, so I doubt that this one gets, you know, past her desk for any reason. It's fascinating. That's your 4 o'clock reset. Thank you for springing that one on us, Mitch. I I was not expecting that at all in the 4 o'clock reset. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, the trade deadline has come and gone in the NBA. The dust has settled, and now it's time to figure out where the Suns sit in the hierarchy of the NBA. Are they now one of the elite, elite teams, or do they still have work to do? We'll talk about that coming up on the Burns and Gambo Show. Everybody, Dan Bickley here, and join us Monday as we discuss whether the Cardinals are chasing the Super Bowl champion or the Super Bowl losers. It all begins at 6 a.m. on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. It's funny, you know. Uh, you know, uh, Phoenix is taking advantage of the rules that are given to them. Like this doesn't, ha- this wouldn't have been allowed a, um, a year from now, as, as you know, the ability to kind of com- combine contracts that the Suns did, but they get they get it done, and they get O'Neal, and they get. They get David Roddy from uh, from Memphis, who's on a nice rookie contract, which certainly helps. Um, and I thought they did extremely well. As Bobby Marks, NBA front office insider from ESPN, he was a guest on the Wolf and Luke show. The the Suns had uh, means at their disposal that were going to expire if they didn't use them, and they used them at the trade deadline. Aggregating salaries, combining them, they can't do that in the offseason. They couldn't do that after yesterday's deadline. Uh, sending cash out, they can't do that anymore. Um, trade exceptions, <laughs> they would have expired. It, the, the Suns very much recognized that it was kind of the last chance for them to use some of these things, and they used them. 
as once again, I don't think anybody should be surprised at anything less than absolute pure basketball aggression from Matt Ishbia. I think it's kind of the norm. It's the standard now. I think we, th- we should be come, surprised by it. No, we come to expect that money's not an issue with making this team better. That a Matt Ishbia and that ownership group cares about winning and and winning only. And if it costs them twenty, thirty, like twenty million to add Royce O'Neal extra, they're going to add him. If it costs them fifty million more in tax to keep Grayson Allen and they want to keep Grayson Allen, they're going to keep him. I, I you know, that's a one thing one year in. Uh, that's the one thing I think is pretty obvious is that it money just doesn't seem to be an object object in building a championship team. James here. Jones from earlier today when they introduced Royce O'Neal, you know his 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 directive since day one has been we're here to win championships and uh, we we chase it. And so if that means spending more money, it's just money. If that means more more hours and more focus and and more time, then we spend it. You know because if we're not chasing the championship, what are we doing? It's just money. Words that are just going to hang there in the air. It's just money. I mean, it's just, it's not any of their money. It's just <laughs> yeah, it's not my money. You, you, listen, you spend it all you want, and not me. I mean, this I'm is how this stuff it. works. You know, you you're chasing Royce O'Neal, and you're making this. You, you give it away the four players, and you bring it in Roddy, and you go to the owner, and you say, "Hey, listen, we can make this trade." Okay, great. We really like Royce O'Neal. By the way, it's going to cost you an extra twenty million dollars in salary and tax, and the guy doesn't bat an eye. Go ahead, make the trade. Mm-hmm. Like you know, that's going to make us. Will it make us better? Yeah, it'll make you a better. Bas- we'll, we'll be a better basketball team. If we make this trade yeah. and you make the trade yeah. and 20 million is 20 million. And another test will come in the off season when it comes to re-signing Grayson Allen. And when it comes to re-signing Royce O'Neal, if that's what it comes to, because the tax bills on that are going to be astronomical. But Matt Ishbia up until this point has not shown that there is any limit or any like line that he won't cross to try to make. He is obsessed with winning a championship as the owner of the Phoenix Suns. And I'm here for it. So how close are they to that championship? The ringer and their very good NBA writer, Kevin O'Connor, today did. Now, their power rankings, take it for what it's worth, it's just power rankings, just one guy's opinion on kind of the hierarchy of the NBA. Post-trade deadline NBA power rankings. He had a category. Destination Detroit. Oh, oh you yeah. failed. You failed. Oh, no, 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 no. Hey, we're Forgot. still here. There's no failure. There's no failure. Lord, Lauren and Mitch There's were... only one person who can fail us. And that would be this guy, whoever this is, or girl. Philip Polk. P-O-L-K. Philip Polk from Phoenix. You are our last qualifier for Destination Detroit. You have 10 minutes to call 602-260-9870 to qualify for your chance to win a trip for two to the NFL Draft in Detroit. If we don't hear from Philip Polk from Phoenix in the next 10 minutes, then we'll load up the phone lines to somebody else. But right now, Philip Polk from Phoenix. You have 10 minutes, 602-260-9870. Winner gets announced today? Winner gets announced today in our 5 o'clock hour. All right. In our 5 o'clock hour, the grand prize winner, trip for two to Detroit to see the NFL draft. A lot of people are rooting, rooting against you right now, Philip. <laughs> they want to call in. They well, want to give it, have a chance. The last, this is the last qualifying spot. And I want to thank Mitch and Lauren for remembering that it was time that to was do four, that. And just interrupting. Just interrupting that me was right 421. Off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was close. We were close. We were close. Anyway, I was so wrapped up in these power rankings, I forgot where we were for a second. Yeah, look at the five teams ahead of them. Uh, okay, well, let me let me just set up with the, the the finals contenders with big questions. Okay. They have the Knicks number eight. They have the T-Wolves number seven. They have the Suns number six. To your point, the five teams in front of them. They have OKC number five. They have Milwaukee number four. 
Then he's got a different category in which he calls them the no-brainer finals favorites. And two of those are in the West. Celtics are three, Clippers are two, Nuggets are one. You got an issue with this? <sighs> Nuggets one, no. Clippers two, no. Celtics three, no. Milwaukee four, yeah. I think I've got a little issue with that. Okay, tell me why. I, I just don't, you know, I, I think we need to see more of them with Doc Rivers. As their, what are they, one in five with Doc Rivers as their coach? A one in four, a one in five? I mean, they haven't. Um, they're three and six overall since they fired Adrian Griffin, I think. So it's three and six since they fired him. I don't know what Doc's record is. I don't know. I watched them play. I wasn't that impressed with them. They didn't have Dame. They didn't have Brooke, uh, Brooke Lopez. They're so, missing a lot of guys. Um, Oklahoma City? Oh, they're playing so well. I know, but do you do you really think that that team's they're so young? They're talented. I love Shea Gilgis Alexander. Trust me, I really do. Um, but man, I just don't know. And it's you know they're considered the biggest winner because of getting Gordon Hayward um, to help them. It's it was like thirty four years old, and if he's healthy, he could definitely help them. So I don't know. I think the Suns would be in my top five. Okay. I'd have them in the top five. I'd probably have them ahead of Oklahoma City. To your point, I would probably have them ahead of Milwaukee. I think that team is flawed. I, I, I think that team is, is and, and I'll tell you right now, I'd have them ahead of Milwaukee for one simple reason, and that would be their new coach, Doc Rivers, because I think come playoff time, that ain't going to work. Yeah. It just, it just doesn't work. Doesn't work. Right. It hasn't worked. It doesn't work. It won't work. Oklahoma City, I think Oklahoma City has earned the right to be ahead of the Suns. Now, I'll say this. We keep looking ahead to the month of March when the Suns really roll up their sleeves and get to work against some contenders. We've mentioned Denver. We've mentioned Boston. I'm going to put Oklahoma City in there, too. They play them twice in the month of March. I can't wait for those games. Can't. Wait, because that is very much a you're young, you're inexperienced, but you're playing out of your minds. We've got all the veteran talent in the world, and we got off to a slow start. Let's see who's better. I hope those two teams meet up against each other at full strength. Everybody healthy, everybody available. Let's roll and let's see what we've got, because I want to see how the Suns stack up against the Oklahoma City Thunder. I want to see if Hayward goes into the starting lineup or he comes off the bench for them. I mean, because they regularly play Lou Dort, Chet Holmgren, Jalen Williams, Giddy, and Gilgis Alexander as their five. So does Hayward just, is he a spark off the bench for the second unit? He's a ball handler, so he's going to help take some of the pressure off of Shea Gilgis Alexander. So I am curious to see what how that kind of looks for them. Arizona Sports and Copper Blues Desert Ridge giving you the perfect Valentine's Day combo. Wings and roses. Order wings from 6 to 7.30 p.m. on February 13th. Get a dozen roses courtesy of Cactus Flower while supplies last. That's, Limit- pretty, that's a pretty good deal. That's pretty a deal. That's not bad. I get wings and the flowers are taken care of. Absolutely. Limit one per customer. Smart company. Dine in only. Smart company. Head to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com for complete details. That is. All right. Um, It is time. Are we good? Do we get a winner? We got a winner. Philip Polk. Congratulations. He's, he's, on, he's on the phone right now. He's the final qualifier. There you go, Philip. Fantastic, Philip. for everybody else. Good luck to you to win the trip. We'll announce our winner in the 5 o'clock hour. Uh, open phones when we come back. Uh, 602-260-9870. It is time to invite you into the Burns and Gambo Show. And today's question is simply this. 
How active do you want the Suns to be at the buyout market? What do they need or are they good? 602-260-9870 is the number. It's the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo. Open phones. Hello? 602-260-9870. Mitch always snaps right on cue. That always makes me laugh. 602-260-9870. Buyout market time. Who do you want? Who do you want? Do you want anybody? Daniel House, Killian Hayes, Robin Lopez, Corey Joseph, Victor Oladipo. Mm. There are other guys as well. Remember, you can't sign anybody who was making more than $12.5 million this year. Do the Suns need to do anything? Let's go out and hit some open phones. Let's talk to the let's talk to the folks, see what they want the Suns to do after their big acquisition of David Roddy and Royce O'Neal yesterday. And we're going to start by going out of the States. Let's go to Gunnison, Colorado. As Chad joins us here on the Burns and Gambo Show. We go out of state quite a bit here on the yeah, Burns and Gambo yeah. Show. I like it. Chad, welcome hey, to the Chad. show, man. What's up? Hey, I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much for having me, uh, having me put my question in. So uh, I've got a couple things. One of them is I'm not exactly sure who's out there. I know you named off a few names. I know P.J. Tucker's a possible buyout. But after picking up O'Neal and just to see this team play over the last – you know, real months since Bradley Beal's come back in, I'm kind of hesitant to do any kind of major pickups okay. unless you're thinking somebody that might be an energy guy or somebody that might be able to come in and help you out if you have an injury. I agree um, with you. I, I, I do. I agree with you. I don't think they need to do anything else. Uh, something may be, something may pop that we don't see right now. I'm not. I don't love all. The only guy I kind of like is Corey Joseph, which Bernsey mentioned yesterday. Uh, but I don't think that they have to do anything. Exactly. And I and I kind of think that's that's a real benefit for them right now, especially the way, you know, the West is shaping up and, you know, injuries are happening all over the place. But it just it to me, it seems like we we're in a good spot and we should just stick with it. All right. Well, congratulations on being our out of state caller for our caller segment. It seems like it happens every, every single day, every, every single show. show we do. So it's from Colorado. We got Chad. Let's go. Uh, not quite as far, but still near and dear to our hearts. Tempe, where Brandon is next up here on the Burns and Gambo show. Brandon, what do you think? Do the Suns need to do anything at the buyout market? Uh, so I think anyone that's going to do anything, I think when you guys talked about Royce O'Neal sliding into like a seven spot in the lineup, um, I don't think you're going to find anybody that is not over that 12 and a half or 12.7 million. That's really going to be anything other than a ninth, 10th, 11th guy. So I think that at the thought that you might mess up chemistry if you had too many other guys that aren't really going to do much. I would much rather see the Suns just stay put and and build this team around having the chemistry with who they got, because I really think we've seen over the last probably few weeks, they're really starting to come together and play well as a team, and I don't want to see that messed up by like some guy that's going to come in and yeah. not understand what we're trying to do in Phoenix. That's, that's fair, and, and that's a good call, Brandon, and we appreciate you calling i i i'm they don't need to do anything i i think a year ago they needed to go into the buyout market they had depleted all of their depth to get kevin durant and they needed bodies they, they didn't have a bench and they needed to go get guys I, I think this year it's totally different that being said i still think even if he's your 10th best guy 11th best guy there's an element of insurance here 
there's an element of depth here. And, and honestly, I wouldn't mind an extra guard who could play a little point guard, not because you're going to use him in the playoffs, but just because he might be a guy who could get 10 minutes during the regular season here or there in spot duty. And I think a guy like that wouldn't hurt. Robert and Phoenix next up here on Burns and Gamble. Robert, welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Hey, boys. Hey. Thank you so much for having me on. You got it. I have so many thoughts about Madison balling this last month. And I'll be, I'll be honest with you, boys. About a month ago, I was like, they have to get somebody in this team. It's not working. And, man, it, it's been working little by little, right? It's been working. And I don't know. I don't know. I was I was a little nervous going into the trade deadline. I, I thought we were going to lose Grayson Allen and, I thought that was going to really hurt us later on, and I'm, um, you know, checked my phone. We didn't lose him, and I, I was I was pretty happy about that. I was also pretty happy we didn't get Miles Bridges. I'm glad we don't got that, you know, yep. sure. that on our team. I yep. didn't want to root for that, you know. I'm like you, Gambo. That stuff, that stuff, you know, doesn't belong in this world. And no, I'm, I think Corey Joseph. I yeah. think Corey. I think Corey Joseph would would help us out a lot. You know, uh, I was listening to you guys yesterday and. Man, if we can have that uh, Corey Joseph come off the bench, fifteen twenty minutes, you know, let let D book rest, let Bradley Beal rest. I think, I think that would help out a lot. You know, my honest thoughts about the Royce O'Neal trade. I, I, I've been watching basketball for a while. I'm not gonna act like I'm an analyst. I don't know too much about Royce O'Neal, uh, so the name is a little underwhelming to me. But I did hear stuff like Wendy talk about him and how he would be a really good fit for the Suns and you know when I see when I hear smart basketball people and smart analysts like you guys you guys are saying like maybe this guy could come in and help like I'm I'm willing to listen and man I, I'm really really excited for this year man I'm so happy to be a Suns fan this is going to be a wild <laughs> yeah. ride and a good call. It took time and patience for this team to get to where they are right now because they were really struggling around Christmas Day when they lost to Dallas. I, the one guy that popped out of all the names that have been mentioned would just be an insurance policy. Somebody could handle the ball and take some of the load off down the stretch, and that's Corey Joseph. I don't even, I don't know if they have interest in him, but I do know that they're not making any moves right now. They're going to kind of wait this out and see who else shows up. Smart basketball analysts like us. I'm going I'm to go home and share that with my wife. So you're a smart basketball analyst? <laughs> hey, I got called the smart basketball analyst today. Well, you never know what's going to happen on the Burns and Gambo show. Tanner and Scottsdale coming up here on the Burns and Gambo show. Tanner, what's up, man? What do you got? I thought you guys were going to end the show when somebody, when, when that guy last guy. That's a good question. Good night, everybody. Yeah, that, that's a mic drop moment right now. <laughs> good night. We're done. We got calls from our basketball analysts. There's, there's nothing else we're going to do the rest of the day that's going to mean as much to me as that right there. So we're, we're done. Good night. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got a little scared there. I don't have to hang up. Uh, <laughs> no, Tanner, you can talk for I, a minute. I, You're good. I just wanted to say, uh, like we saw last year with the buyout market, they needed stuff, but there's a reason why these guys are on the buyout market. It's, I mean, we got Terrence Ross last year, and he was good, but he wasn't playable in the playoffs, couldn't play defense. Um, I mean, you got guys, like I like Thad Young. Um, yeah, five years Corey ago. Joseph, but I think <laughs> – yeah, that's screwed too. But I think I think the biggest thing for this team, but those are end of the bench guys that you don't really want to see in big games. I think we, we need to do. We don't want to do anything like I think Bull Bull needs more minutes and more development. Um, I think he's a big key to if he can fully fully develop on this team with KD. I think his shot blocking presence. I think he he we need. Suns need definitely need someone who's a shot blocking presence that just 
people don't want to drive straight in the lane on. And I think Bobo is showing that a little bit. And KBD got knocked out of the lineup when Bobo got healthy again. Yes. So I don't think the Suns necessarily need anything. I mean, and to go back to the whole contender thing that you guys were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. if these teams are healthy and they play the seven-game series right now, there's only two teams in the NBA that I would choose over the Suns. I mean, if OKC played the Suns and they were all healthy, I'm, I mean, I'm, I don't – I, I would pick the Suns in five or six. Me, me too. Let alone seven. Me too. Yeah, I, I, I want to see them. I, I get it. I, 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 it's been a while since they've played OKC. I'd like to see them play head-to-head. I want to see how they match up. I think the Suns could win that series, but OKC has earned it so far this year. God, they've played so well, and they might have one of the MVPs of the league on that team. But I get it. I get what you're saying. Thank you for the phone call. We appreciate it. No, we're not done with the show, even though we got called. Uh, unless Lauren says we can go home, in which case we'll go. Okay, are, we, are we done? You're in charge. You've got the buttons in there. <laughs> When we come back on the Burns and Camo show, that was good. I like that. This weekend is the big game. It involves an NFC West team. Should we be rooting for them? The latest on our poll results will kind of dictate that topic next on the Burns and Gambo show. The Burns and Gambo need to know social poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, Mitch, since we're doing a football segment here, talking about the Super Bowl, um, let's stick with the two. Sh- Football questions. Can I start with something else football related? Oh yeah, sure. That Go you're ahead. aware of, oh, but I don't God. think Gambo is. No, don't don't say this to him. Don't. The, no. So don't, do I just? Well, I, I missed it. I was putting my headphones in. What did he say? <laughs> I'm gonna stand. Uh, Mitch has some news, and I'm gonna stand back. Well, this. In fact, maybe I should just. Here's leave. here's the lead from a recent ESPN News Services article. Okay. Amazon Prime Video will carry an NFL postseason game next season, according to multiple reports. Just like the Peacock game this year. So, I have Amazon Prime. Okay, so you'll be able to watch it. So I'll be able to watch it. It's like the Thursday. It's like the Thursday night games are on Amazon Prime. I was looking at that other thing we were talking about with all these companies coming together to have a format. Oh, the streaming, the bundling yes, thank thing. You. Yeah, okay. forty bucks a month. They're saying. Oh, okay. 40 bucks a month for the new streaming service. So wait a minute, you're not flipping out over a playoff game being on a streaming service? Because you you lost your mind it's about that abs- when the Peacock thing happened. No, listen, it's absolutely ridiculous. Okay. It is ridiculous. It's like, you know, again, sometimes you just got to just take it. Like, you know, this is what's happening. Peacock had a game, Kansas the Kansas City game, and now Amazon's going to have a game, and... I, I think it lessens the burden when you have the package already. <laughs> well, sure, you know, but but it still is kind of ridiculous to me that there's going to be all these, play, you know, it basically it's basically it's pay per view playoff football. Yeah, but there, was, it is. there was somebody out there who did have Peacock who doesn't have Amazon Prime who would be just as pissed as you were. Yeah, with the opposite, you know. So it's yeah, it's. Yeah, I'll have to give the guy who gave me his Peacock account my Amazon account for that. I created an avatar for me and everything. I'm part of the family now. A fair trade, I guess. I've got my own say. avatar. It says Gambo on there on Peacock. That's great. It does. It's like, you know, it's got like him, his wife, his kids, and then me. And then Gambo. I mean, it's me. Fantastic. Yeah. It's like you're part of the family. And Excellent. then when Chelsea opens up Amazon Prime a month from now or so, honey, who's 
Travis? Yeah. Who's Larry? Who's Richard? And what is he ordering on our account? Oh my God, Richard, what are you ordering? Fox, ESPN, Warner Brothers will cost over $40 is the report. We share our Amazon Prime with all of our adult children. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, some of the stuff. Some of the stuff oh, that they, they watch? No, some of the stuff they order. Some of the stuff they order. And you got to pay for it? No, no, but I see it. They just use it for the free shipping. I see That's it. Yeah, for. they just they get oh. the free shipping because we're Prime members. But I but so I, I get a notification every time somebody orders something and when it's been delivered. And sometimes I'll they'll give a picture of what they ordered. I'm like, whoa, guys, come on. We do the same thing, and I just got an alert that at my sister's dorm room, 64 ounces of Frank's hot sauce has been delivered to her. Hell, these 64 ounces of Frank's hot sauce. Give me an example. Give me an example. What do your kids order where you're like, come on? Okay. Is that anything like my my daughter in law? Yeah. Ordered something for her sister's bachelorette party. I'll leave it at that. Oh, oh how you doing? I'll leave it at that. I'm okay. like, no, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I put my hand over my phone. Like, I don't know. I didn't need to see that for the love. Anyway, Mitch, you got a poll question for us? I'll, do, I'll just do the one that's getting a lot of traction. You're a Cardinals fan. Can you root for this 49ers team to win the big game on Sunday? Yes or no? The Brock Purdy effect. Local kid, Queen Brandon Creek. Ayuk is an ASU Brandon Ayuk too. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to neglect him as well. A lot of ASU fans. In fact, didn't did you see this, the thing where ASU fans got all up in arms this week? Because I think it was Fox put out a graphic of the logo oh, of every. I was just as up in arms. Were, were you pissed off about that? They put a logo, a, a tweet out of a logo of every single. Power Five program that had a player playing in the Super Bowl, and they neglected to put up an ASU logo. And Sun Devil fans about lost their mind. Our buddy Doug Tamaro, the sports information director yeah, over at yeah. ASU, Dougie Fresh, he tweeted it out. He's like, "I think you're missing one here, guys." And wow. ASU fans were like, "What the literal? What is going on here? Wow. Where's it? You got everybody else listed. You I forgot mean, about pa- Brandon Ayuk. The Pac-12 had a team in the national championship game this year. Yeah, I know." They've got they've got three quarterbacks that are going to win the first like fifteen of the draft this year. Uh, I'm a no. I I just can't. And you I can't do it. And I live four miles from Perry High School. I can't bring myself to root for the 49ers. I just can't. Great kid, great story, great family. My my. I hope you to run into the Purdy family one day at like the Circle K or something. I'll say really nice things to them and congratulate them on the success of their son. And if they don't like me because I'm not rooting for their kid, then mm-hmm. so be it. But you are. I am rooting for the 49ers. Survey says? 59% say no. They can't do it. Yeah. To the 41% saying that they will. That's about what I thought. It's about what I thought it would be. 60-40. I owe you two lunches if the Chiefs win, correct? You do. Okay. 49ers win, we're even. Yes, we do. Okay. All right. You owe me a lunch for, oh, your Baltimore will blow out Kansas City bet. Yes. You owe me a lunch for that. that I forgot that Lamar chokes in the playoffs all the time. <laughs> he's got. I mean, that MVP, you know, watching me choke in the playoffs he's again. He's got as many MVP trophies as he does playoff, uh, playoff wins. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, you have 49ers yeah. and I have the field. And so we, are, we basically have a Super Bowl bet going on this weekend. Uh, we'll give our predictions for the games coming up in the last segment of the show. But it's obviously locally, the Purdy story is a big is a big the, the main angles to the story 
would be the 49ers finally breaking through under Kyle Shanahan because he's been there for as long as he has without winning one. And, it, it, and the 49ers, they haven't won a Super Bowl since 1994, which is hard for me to believe because they're always so good. But they haven't they haven't won one since 94. And then the Chiefs and the talk of a dynasty. But if you look at the football football, I think a lot of this will come down to the Chiefs defense, how well they've played up until this point. Can they play that well against the 49ers and their offense? And then the 49ers defensively, and they've been getting gashed on the ground by teams recently. How yeah. are they going to match up against Kansas City offense? Seems like they're kind of finding themselves yeah, a little Pacheco's bit. Pacheco's a tough run. I mentioned earlier, Pacheco was drafted very close to Purdy. I mean, right before Purdy was the final pick, per, uh, Pacheco was about 11 picks earlier in the seventh round. Look, the Chiefs were the underdogs against Buffalo. They were the underdogs against Baltimore. They won both of those games. Um, now they're in there at the Super Bowl for the fourth time in in the last five years, and now and they're the underdogs again. San Francisco's favored by a couple of points, two, 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 two and a half, three, whatever you think it is. Andy Reid's been a great coach, and it, the other thing is when you when Andy Reid's had a week rest with his team, yeah, he's thirty one and seven. He's one of the best ever coming off of what you would call the bye. Um, He's great with that extra week to prepare. 31 wins and 7 losses. Yeah, and that's going to be a factor to keep an eye on in this game as well. Again, our prediction's coming up a little later on in the show. But when we come back, as we go into the 5 o'clock hour here on Burns and Gambo, the Suns GM today on the acquisitions he and the organization made. And Royce O'Neal himself spoke with the media. You'll hear what the newest member of the Suns had to say about joining this team. If you hang with us here on the Burns and Gambo Show, that's coming up next here on Arizona Sports.